ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. everybody welcome aboard as i mentioned we're doing a five show straight marathon today and uh it's a real honor to welcome for the first time here evangelist er hotard from houston brother er welcome my friend good morning now do you like to be called by your initials or your or do you use a full name either way you can do it my full name that's fine i what is your first name eric Eric, okay, Eric Hotar. I wasn't sure because uh, I'm a Southern boy too. Spent some time in Texas too. Still got some of my boots. And uh, in the South, my grandfather uh, he used to just use his initials, H. W. Davis, and the mother grandfather would use B. S. Weber. So <laughs> I got you. The reason I did E. R. was because my name is Eric Robert Hotard. Okay, and I I shortened it for ministry reasons for E. R. As in. Uh, the ministry is for the sick. Hey, Spiritually man, I, sick. I love it. Physically sick. And then, of course, we know uh, another famous one, A.A. A. Allen. That's what he went by his initials, so initials work. <laughs> but that's yes, good. Sir. Good strategy. Hey, Brother E.R., you want to open us in prayer? Yes, sir. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to be with us today, Lord. Let only your words be spoken, not our own, Lord. We ask you to let the let the message go out today, Lord, and just touch each and every one, Lord. I ask you to bless Brother Shannon's program and just expand it uh, more than he ever thought it could possibly expand, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we can get a lot done in half an hour, and then I'm going to bring you back on to preach again. So this is just an introduction. Folks, welcome aboard. Hey. Brother E.R., uh, I'm excited to have here tonight. I met him through a mutual friend, Pastor Louis Betancourt down at Miracle Valley, and um, I know, Brother E.R., you have a great love for the deliverance ministry, and so I'm going to turn the microphone over to you at this time. Welcome aboard. Okay, thank you. What I'm going to get started with is, uh, I think it's the way I, I kind of got into the ministry. My dad was a preacher for over 50 years. He, he was in the tent revival days, and he seen that uh, he traveled around with uh, G.W. Dillette, and uh, I know he was out of Tennessee, out of Knoxville. So they traveled all over the country, tent revival days, even up until my younger days that he was still putting up tents and uh, starting churches. So I've grown up around revival. I've grown up around deliverance. I've grown up around healing. And I've seen so much in my lifetime. Well, as my dad was getting older, 
we um we had a radio ministry which I, I did the the intro and then the exit for the radio ministry for him. He pushed me for a long time. He knew I had a call to preach. I preached a little bit, but it wasn't until he ended up passing away that the Lord really called me. And what was interesting about that was when my dad, uh, before well, I knew he was sick before about a year before he passed away in 2016. I remember telling him, I said, Dad, I said, whenever you go to heaven, I want to, I want the your mantle just like uh, Elisha got it from Elijah. And I said, I want to be right there. And then I didn't realize till after I was actually right there whenever he passed. And two days after, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm giving you what you asked for. I'm giving you his mantle. And the Lord told me to always preach the blood of Jesus. And that's what it, it really resonated. And said, so no matter what I do, I always preach Jesus. And um, the Lord called me to go pray on a mountain. So I said, that, that sounds good. I'm gonna, I, I've been to the Rockies. I've been to the Smokies. So I had a nice place set up to go to. And it was in the Smoky Mountains. I believe, if I remember right, it's been quite a few years, but it was either um, healing uh, the healing uh, mountain, or it was Miracle Mountain. I don't remember exactly what it was. And so I had I had all, everything just about scheduled, my date set, and then I was praying. The Lord told me to said, "No, I want you to pray to go pray over Miracle Valley." And I had heard about Miracle Valley. I had heard about A. Allen, but I didn't know a lot about it. So I was like, "Well, it's." And just how little I knew, I was like, well, if there's a valley, there's got to be a mountain. So I had to start doing my research. And so I made my trip out there, and the Lord really met me on that mountain. And so while I was there, I went and uh, I said, well, let me go into Miracle Valley. And that's where I, I met Brother Louie and Sister uh, Rose uh, Betancourt. What was amazing about that was it was almost like God had put that them in that spot at that right time. Because here I am, I'm, I'm after my dad's passed. It's like, okay, I'm trying to figure out where the Lord wants me, where, what the Lord wants me to do. And one of the things was to go pray on that mountain. It just so happened that uh, we ended up uh, meeting, meeting them. And I had been back to the mountain. I've been, I've done, done workout in Miracle Valley. And what they've done was they opened their arms to me at a time that I really needed it uh, for as not necessarily um, of a place. To, uh, they gave me a place to stay while I was out there. They allowed me to pray as much as I wanted on the property. He told me all the history that happened out there. And it gave me um, a vision of, of, of saying, Lord, you've done that before. I know you can do it again. I, you know, I've, I've walked to the places that, and walked the valley and walked, the, you know, stood on, on the area where all those he miracles took place in the tabernacle. I walked, I, I, I prayed in the prayer dome, prayed out throughout the buildings, prayed throughout the property, and you could feel the presence of the Lord so strong there. And it really made an impact on my life, just being out there. Um. But they also gave me an opportunity to be around some people. And Brother Louis is, is 
somebody special. And one of the things he always says is God's timing is always best. And it always resonated with me because I'm the type of person I like to get things done. I want to, I want to get it done. I, I own a business. So I'm always trying to get things done. But God's timing is always best and has slowed me down in my ministry to the point where, hey, I need to learn to wait on the Lord. It's not about what I can do. It's about what he can do. And I had been going to a church here. I had moved from Louisiana, and uh, right after my dad passed, I moved to Texas, started a business here. Went to a church, and the church I go to now is uh, was my dad's, uh, one of his best friends. He's been pastoring over 50 years, so I'm there to help him, and uh, he, he got to me to where I'm preaching on a weekly basis and, instead of just sporadically. And they've helped me. I've helped them. I just feel like it's been a, a, a good match. And I know one thing I want to talk about with that was you have times in ministry that the devil comes in to divide. And there was a division that happened in the church. And for a little while, I backed off and I, I went somewhere else for a little while. And I really felt lost at that time because I was like, I know I was supposed to be there, but all these things happened. So we took a trip to, we were supposed to preach a revival for Brother uh, Louie and Sister Rose, and they had a tragedy in their in their their family, so we went ahead and pushed it off. So me and my wife and kids, we took a vacation up to Flagstaff, and we said, well, we're going to go down to Miracle Valley um, and just go visit them. And that visit was very important to uh, to where the Lord was bringing me. Because as we're talking and we're, we're visiting, and I told, uh, you know, Ben Sister Rose was talking. And she, and I told her about the situation, about the church, and I left the church, and she asked me a very pivotal question that, that I believe that is very important in my ministry. She said, since you've left, have you, have you had any fruit? And I said, I had to answer the question as honestly as I could, and I said, no. She said, there's your answer. So I ended up going back to our church that I had left. And the reason I wanted to say that story was because there's times in our life the devil comes to divide. He comes to try to take a, to try to destroy what God is putting together. And we always got to know and say, Lord, where do you want me? If it's the place that you put me, no matter what comes away, I'm going to get down and pray. I'm going to seek the Lord. And we're going to fight the devil because he's not going to win because the devil is good at dividing churches, dividing good Christian people. And since we've been back, we, then we started having prayer meetings after that. We had all night prayer meetings and the Lord started really moving. And I started see, we started seeing devils cast out, started really working in the deliverance ministry. And I was always taught and I was taught wrong. I was always taught that, well, Christians can't have a have a have a, a devil or a demon, or can't be. Uh, and we would started seeing people in our church being delivered, and I was like, okay, well, I've got to I've got to do some more research. And I happened to come across a man named Win Worley, and I started here uh, listening to his teachings. He started, and he was doing mass deliverances. And I had been dealing with 
since I had went to Miracle Valley and doing, and I'm fasting, praying, I started having financial problems. I started with physical problems, just one thing after another. And I had been dealing with this stomach issue for around three months that it was just awful, couldn't hardly eat anything. And I said, this is demonic. I know it is. So what I did was I, I just went through the, the uh, mass deliverance on the video with Win Worley. And as, as I went through un, unforgiveness and I realized and I thought I had forgiven somebody from over a decade ago, and I said, Lord, please forgive, I, I forgive them and please forgive me for not having, for having unforgiveness in my heart. I literally felt something that was wrapped around my stomach crawl off of me and out of, out of, off of my stomach and out of my body. And that particular incident has changed my ministry because then I'm going through the Bible and I realized that there's a lot of sicknesses and a lot of diseases that are spiritual. And it's, it's amazing that, and then all of a sudden the Lord started opening up doors for me to pray for people. People has been coming to my house and I had a lady that had couldn't eat, hardly eat anything for two years. And we went through the, 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 uh, mass deliverance, just like when Worley did it in, in, in my living room with several people. And we finally figured out what was holding her back. And when she denounced that, I said, now we can, we can get rid of it. Pray for her. And she had it. We, you felt it come off of her and she was just so excited. She can eat anything she wants now. It's a, it's amazing when it's really the new Testament of what God does and what Jesus, his ministry is every all through the new Testament, healing and casting out devils is together. Almost every time you read it, it says it's, it's heal and cast out devils, heal and cast out devils. And that is what our job is is to, to have, do the ministry of, of the Lord, it's to heal and cast out devils. What I realized, because I was taught that uh, possessions on the inside and uh, oppression is on the outside, but nowhere in the Bible can I find where it says that we cast off a devil. Now, it says resist the devil and he'll flee, but everywhere it says to cast out. Amen. And when the, the, when I started, when I got to this realization, I understand, I started understanding this. I was like, there's so many people that go to good churches that go to, that have good pastors, but they're bound and they're troubled with, with all types of things. And it could be sickness. It could be uh disease. It could be, um, one thing that we, we fought a spiritual battle with my daughter and it's, uh, I've, I've documented it on my, uh, on, in my preaching on my Facebook page was it was the spirit of suicide. Suicide is running rampant amongst the young people today. And uh, even all through the other, the alphabet community, uh, most of them are going check on each other because they are suicidal. The devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm going to tell you, this last day move of God that is coming 
deliverance is going to be key. And the reason why deliverance is going to be key, because they are forcing all in cartoons and everything else with witchcraft, all in our kids' cartoons, and they're watching these things and the Harry Potter and all of these things that these kids look at, and they are being exposed to the occult at a very early age. And even Christian people are allowing their kids to watch all of these things. They're being exposed to witchcraft at a very young age. And deliverance is going to be key in the last day revival. But going back to our church people, our church people have found that we have good church people, but there's so many are bound. And it's unbelievable since then, since all of these things have happened, how many people come up for prayer at our church or wherever I go to preach, it is because they are bound by, um, it starts with anxiety, moves to depression, and moves to suicidal. That's the process I've seen. But the Bible says that he, uh, the, the God did not give us the spirit of fear. And we have some Christian that is just bound by fear, anxiety, depression, and they're taking all these pills, but there is an answer, and they need deliverance. They need, they need a touch from the Lord. They need, uh, I, I so wish that we had so uh, more people and more, uh, more preachers that would understand that Jesus' ministry was healing and deliverance. Amen. Because we could, we have so many people that are bound in our churches, and it just saddens me to see the people bound. But we also have uh, preachers that don't know, and we also. That's why I've heard you talk about the, the the deliverance training. It is so needed all over the world. Not even just in America. It's all needed all over the world. Because there's so many people bound that they're looking for answers, but they're looking in the wrong places. I went to somebody I knew from an early age, and I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, and I went to his funeral. It was a suicide. He went to it, from what I heard the story, he went to church after church looking for answers and couldn't find any answers in the churches. And he committed suicide. That's the things that shouldn't happen. We should be able to. The Lord has the Lord has the power. He, he's already defeated the uh, the devil. We need to take it. The Lord has given us authority over the devil. What's amazing is when the disciples was just so at all that even the devils are subject unto us. But Jesus almost said almost like a yeah as a matter of fact it's you don't be uh, don't be happy over that be happy your name's written in the land's book of life because the lord just already knows that he's already defeated so don't even be joyful you don't have to be joyful over it it's just it's something i've already given you it's there you need to take advantage of it and my, my pastor always says uh says uh says this we live below our privilege as Christians because my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. And it's so true. What's amazing is when you go to different churches and you start, and I preached in different churches and I just came back from Ohio, 
guess what the first thing I did? I just went in there. They're having a prayer meeting. We're casting out devils within 10 minutes. Wow. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's so needed in America. And this demon, it's a demon of suicide. These young people are just are filled with demons of suicide, and it it breaks my heart to see them, and they're they're bound, they're chained, and the, the Lord can, is is there to set them free. That's that's the ministry. It's to do the Lord's ministry, Brother Shannon. Absolutely, folks. If you're joining us, we're live right now with Evangelist Er Hotart, brother. You're preaching the truth. I hear that the pythons have overrun the Everglades and State Affordable will pay you to go out there and hunt these things because they're eating everything Correct. up in there. And they grow big and strong and I, I see that almost like the church. Demons have overrun the church and they're growing big and strong. They're walking among us. They're taking people out in suicide just before this program. I saw this pop up from The Guardian. It said U.S. surgeons are killing themselves at an alarming rate. I don't know why, but they said rise in suicide. Physicians, healthcare workers. Christians are committing suicide. Yes. Folks, this should not be. People are being tormented, harassed, and driven by demons. And there's very few places you can go and get help. The church should be where everybody can get some help. That's right. But some pastors say, oh, Christian can't have a demon. Oh, go see a psychologist. You can't counsel a demon out. You cast him out. That's Brother, right. Brother Eyard, um, I know that mass deliverance by Wynn Worley very well. I've watched it myself. It's powerful. And uh, have you ever had the opportunity to get up to Hegwish Baptist Church to one of their conferences and visit? No, sir. I, I would like to be able to do that. Oh, man. you got to do it. I haven't been in many years because I've been abroad, but I went to uh, two of them, two or three of them, actually. And uh, they have a couple family conferences through the year. And then every January now, that's a cool one for the men. It's a men's fellowship conference. It's in January, once a year. And uh, make some great friends up there. Uh, they're going to have probably one in October, and then I think they got that one in January. Uh, I invite, encourage everybody to get up there. Um uh, if you don't believe in deliverance, you will once you went up to Hegwish. That's where I saw my That's first it. demon and had the opportunity to hold somebody's leg and cast demon out. Uh, I was a believer wow. <laughs> that everybody needs deliverance after that. Um, brother, we're in some serious trouble in the church because we're not doing what Jesus did. Oh. But here, here's the here's the problem, Brother Shannon. It's we're, They're being taught that the Christian can't have a demon or can't be demonized. And they're being, they're still, they're going to church. They're doing all the things they're supposed to, but they're still in bondage. They're still in chains. And here I was when I went through that with uh, Win Worley. I, I imagine I don't know what year he passed. I heard he passed ninety three. But here, yes. the the anointing was still there, and all I had to do was go through it, and the Lord delivered me. Here I am, here I am, a, a preacher, evangelist, filled with the Holy Ghost. And something crawled out of the inside of me, off of my stomach, and I was healed. And that absolutely yes. changed everything for me. Absolutely. When you are delivered from something, and you understand how what the truth in it, then then all of a sudden your mind will change in a heartbeat. 
you know we're not taught uh, correctly in the church yes a Christian can have a demon can have anything we open the door up to and uh, that's right you know as I understand it the uh, spirit is sealed to the day of redemption but the soul the mind will and emotion your body is not we don't have glorified bodies right. yet uh, we're in the process of renewing our mind uh, but these demons will come in through doorways that we open up and if we don't repent of our sins and forgive people they'll come in they'll bring friends and they'll set up base camp invite their friends build a stronghold in there and they'll grow and they'll begin to attack you from the inside you know some people are born with demons as I learned from Wynne Worley they come into the bloodline sins of the fathers right amen there's homosexuals walking the planet they say hey I've been this way since I was born. Now, God didn't create you that way. And I think uh, most homosexuality, if you really trace it back, that somebody was abused and a demon got in at that point. But there's some that are born with these spirits, I believe, because of occult involvement of the parents, especially if they're involved in Freemasonry. I've seen that a lot. And sins of the parents that they never dealt with, and it just comes right in the blood. Life's in the blood. And Amen. it doesn't mean you got to remain that way. you got to cast it out. But... That's right. I was on a plane one time with a dentist, and I thought, well, this is interesting. I've got some questions for him. i got a captive audience. I said, hey, what do you think uh, about the idea I have? I'm thinking about going and getting one of these sealants put on my teeth so I don't have to worry about any cavities in the future. And he said, I don't recommend it. I said, well, won't that keep the cavities out? And he said, look, that's going to give you false comfort. If we don't get everything off the surface of your tooth, if there's even one little speck of uh, uh, decay, and we cover that thing up, it's going to look good until one day you're in for a cleaning. We put a probe in there, and we tap that thing, and it goes right through because the uh, cavity has eaten the whole thing from the inside out. And, you know, that's like the church. We've been uh, taught wrong that a Christian can't have a demon, so... Hey, look, demons love that teaching because now they've got no resistance. The because, Bible says uh, to give no place to the devil. The, the place he takes is the place you give him. That's right. And that teaching, I've heard for, I've been, I've been in, the, in and around preaching in churches all my life, and I've heard the preaching for a long time. Well, you got to sin every day. That was a big thing at one time. You're opening yourself up to the devil. You're giving place to the devil in your life. That's right. Look at the number so, of people that battle with bitterness and unforgiveness. And if we don't forgive, what's the word say? God will turn us over to the tormentors. They're demons. That's right. How many... Give no place to the devil. He, the, whatever place you give him, that's what he's taking. The, the, the Lord will only come in where he's invited. The devil will come in where you where when you're not looking. He'll come in through a door, a window, anything that you open up in your life, places in your life where you have hatred and unforgiveness, and um, even one is is it, you'll see it today is the the spirit of anger. There's a spirit of anger that is very angry, and everywhere they go, it you can look very normal, and all of a sudden you snap. That is a spirit of anger. It needs to be cast out. I was talking to an angry man just yesterday. I had to pray for him today. You know, Lord, forgive him and bless him. He needs deliverance. And he's in the ministry. He does. Uh, Folks, uh, how many 
go to churches and know people living in fornication. They think it's all right. They're becoming one flesh. You can get a demon that way. Get a demon Amen. through drugs and alcohol real quick. Uh, Satanists know that. Aleister Crowley knew that. That was the fastest way to pick up demons and gain demonic power through sexual relations. Many ways the demons come in. Coming through the eye gate, what we're looking at. You look at porn, you're going to feed a demon that's going to come through of spirit of lust. Slippery slope, folks. Right into hell. Amen. Uh, we've all opened up doors. Knowingly, unknowingly. Sins of the fathers. Look, my brother, I was raised in the church. Both my grandfather's church of God pastors. I had said this many times just to say, I've been in the church since I was two years old. That was Maria's recollection. Okay. I'm doing well. I'm, a, I'm saved. I'd had my issues, like others. But I'm at a time in 2005, Brother E.R., I'm battling depression. Um, I'm running a successful Internet business at the time. I wasn't in ministry at the time, but God had blessed me. And... Uh, I'm depressed. I'm having mood swings. My brothers too. And my uh, right. sister-in-law said, "Hey, there's something wrong with you, Davis brothers. You're always you're moody." Well, she was right. And brother, um, I just have these dark clouds hit me, especially on weekends. And so I would just throw myself more into work. But I had a I had a problem. I thought maybe I need psychotropic drugs. Maybe there's a chemical imbalance or something. Well, what I needed was deliverance. And I sought the Lord. I said, "God, you got to help me." And wh- He heard my cry one day. I fall asleep on my couch, woke up, grabbed from my King James Bible at my armrest, opened it up, and as soon as I laid eyes on the scripture, bam, I, I remember the dream. The Lord spoke to me, said, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. Now, my dad was about a year from dying. He was battling cancer. He would die a year later at 57. His father my grandfather died at 58. My great-grandfather wow. died at 52. There was a generational curse. God heard my cry, and he told me the problem. Now we need to do something about it. But sadly, that's right. nobody talked about deliverance growing up in the Church of God. They said, oh, that's just something they do over in Africa, you know, if you're involved in voodoo. Oh, you, you know, now, they, they spoke in tongues. They preached the gospel. They prayed for the sick. But there was no deliverance. And I can tell you, looking back into the past, there was a lot of casualties of war. People needed deliverance. Could have had different outcomes. Make a long story longer. My brother calls me two days later, Brother E.R., says, I got this book by Derek Prince, The Blessing or the Curse You Choose. And I said, well, let me tell you about the dream. Well, God was confirming that that wasn't a pizza dream. To both of us, that we both needed deliverance. And so... I didn't know where to start, but my brother uh, said, hey, I got this uh, tape from Derek Prince off the Internet. And it's uh, it's renunciation prayer. You want to do it? I said, let's do it. So my brother and I and two of our half-brothers got on the phone, did a four-way call, Brother ER, and we went through this renunciation prayer, confessing the sins of our ancestor and our own sins, asking God to forgive us, and standing on Galatians 3.13, breaking that curse in Jesus' name. And that started right. me on the road to deliverance. Amen. Sadly, my father didn't break the curse, and it killed him a year later. I tried to get a hold of him. It never worked out. Um, what happened? 
great-grandfather got involved in Freemasonry. Put a generational curse into play. Familiar spirits came down and they were killing each generation they had me and my brother in the crosshairs. We needed deliverance. That's right. And, you know, I was bound up with a spirit of fear. And uh, it wasn't a one-shot deal for me. Um, I take the attitude, and I recommend everybody do out there. If an opportunity comes up for deliverance, go for it. Take the attitude, look, Lord, if there's something in me that's not of you, I want it out. If we'll maintain right. that attitude, you can't go wrong. Some you will can't. say, oh, I only need deliverance one time. Well, don't be so sure. I see people that, you know, it's like a dog. Give him a shampoo, flea dip, goes out. He may pick up some more ticks and fleas. May didn't need another dipping. What's the big deal? Let's get over this pride and religious spirit in the church that says, Christian, get have a demon. You can have anything you want, folks. That's right. Anything you open a door to, because anything that you're opening that door to is going to come in. And so many of our, our Christian brothers and sisters are dealing with exactly what you de- you dealt with, depression. And they're like, well, it's just something that I'm going to have to de- uh, to live with. It's not something you have to uh, live with. There is deliverance from, from this depression and this anxiety. I've seen uh, my daughter at one time. She was so scared that she had the spirit of fear on her so bad. She couldn't go to the store, couldn't drive to the store by herself and go to the store. That was a spirit. You, I'll have to tell you that story one day because we battle those spirits and we cast those spirits out. And she is doing so well today because she needed deliverance. But it was more than once. More than once we, we had to go in there and, and, and cast these devils out. But what, like I told her and I was explaining to her, I said, you don't open yourself up to to the things of the world don't open yourself up to the things of of the devil and then and if you don't open those doors the devil don't have no 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 right to come in but if you start opening your doors to and going places you shouldn't go doing things you shouldn't do you're opening yourself up to the enemy absolutely correct 100% straight up truth tonight you're you're speaking brother and uh there's no shame, folks, in saying we need help. The only shame is Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross that you and I can have the children's bread and people aren't partaking of it. God wants everybody to be free. ER is deliverance not the first sign that Jesus listed of several that would follow them that believe in over Mark 16. I think that that puts a priority on it. Mark 16, 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. That's right. Jesus preached the gospel. He cast out devils. He healed the sick. He raised the dead and he did miracles. Why are we not seeing this? That scripture has been going through my mind a lot lately. Is uh, These signs shall follow them that believe and you shall cast out devils. And it almost gives you a, a order where it should go, because it says uh, these signs shall follow. So that means every, I, I look at it almost like a, I have a construction business, and uh, I, I pull a trailer a lot of times. So everywhere I go, because it's hooked up, that trailer goes with me. It doesn't lead. Jesus is the head, and Jesus is the one that's in. We're, we're following Jesus, but everywhere we go, signs should follow. It should be part of where we go. Everywhere we preach, signs should follow. 
Amen. Didn't Jesus preach with, and then uh, confirm the word with signs following? Absolutely. With signs following. Folks, that's a template for ministry today. God hasn't changed. Sadly, the church has changed. Praise God, though, there's still some out there doing the work of the Lord, and there can be more. And you know what? Maybe your mainstream churches out there that you go to aren't doing it. Well, don't wait on them. God has a job for you and I in his end-time army. Uh, this mandate of Mark 16 is for the entire church out there, the Great Commission. We can all be casting out devils. And uh, speaking of training, um, we had the uh, blessing of meeting another individual. I don't know if you've run across him yet or not. His name is Pastor Joseph Jasinski. He trained with Wynn Worley for about 10 years. He's from Canada, originally from Poland, and he escaped across the border when uh, he was locked down under communism, fled and made it to uh, Canada where he's a citizen now. And uh, God put on his heart, Brother E.R., many years ago to take what he had learned, expand on it, and create what would be the world's first traveling school of deliverance. As we speak, he's in one of the nations right now doing a free program where he'll teach people about their authority in Jesus Christ to cast out devils. And it's almost set up like a college course. He's got a 101, 201. I think he's up to like a 701 now. And... uh, He's never been to America, so be in prayer at the right time. I'd like to see him come to America and do these uh, as well. Um, but you know what? Even so, God will train you right on the job. He sure will. I didn't know anything about deliverance, but I knew it was real. Made my way up to this uh, conference at Hegwish. I'm sitting there. Minding my own business. It was a weekend conference and that what's called the Saturday Night Deliverance. They do a mass deliverance there, Win Worley style, right in Win Worley's church. Uh, pastored by his son in law, Michael Thier. He'll be on the show soon, hopefully. And uh, they're calling out demons, Brother ER. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus, what if there's something in me? I might be the next one of the four. And uh, <laughs> I was there next to one guy, and next thing you know, he's on the four. And there's like four guys praying for him, two holding his legs down. And um, I'm seeing people scream. It was like, I think this has got to be like hell. Young boy, he bolted up, almost knocked over the bench, superhuman strength. He had a demon inside. I saw all kinds of sights and sounds. I mean, the first night, that hadn't even started. That's the New Testament church. The pastor that's was preaching. We should be operating in. That's the New Testament church. Absolutely. I saw one lady, her eyes roll back in her head. I just saw the whites. And she began to go into like a seizure and say, don't talk about him like that. The pastor was talking about how Satan had lost his beauty. And uh, (laughs) I said, boy, we're in for a ride. I saw things there that challenged me. It's now or never. They called me and said, can you grab a leg? And I'm like, who, me? Who, me? And I said, okay. And I went up and I held this guy's leg down, got bored. He calmed down after a while. I went over to his head, Brother ER. And uh, I'm looking at something that's not human. It almost looked like a snake, his eyes. They were shiny and bright and starry, and it looked like they were crisscrossed. It looked like a serpent. And all of a sudden, the demon caught my eyes and locked in on me. 
and he wouldn't let go of his stare. And I tried to move to the left or right, shake him, and he's locked in on me. And all of a sudden it spoke and said, he doesn't believe. Ask him, he doesn't believe. He's talking to the two men, the workers there that are praying for him. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't believe? I'm thinking, brother, I almost bolted. But thank God I stood my ground. Never been in a situation like that before. Look eye to eye with a demon. I said, okay, it's, let's, get, let's get busy now. I rolled up my sleeve and I grabbed a Kleenex out of a box. I didn't know if I could get a demon skin to skin, so I figured I'm going to put a Kleenex barrier like Howard Hughes would do. And I put it on his head. Come out in Jesus' name. And of course, there were several of us praying. And the battle started. And he spoke Spanish. So I thought, well, maybe I need to speak Spanish. Maybe this demon doesn't speak English. Silent en nombre de Jesus Cristo. Ja. Ja. And you know what? Of course, the demons spoke English. They speak all these languages. But I didn't know. They do. Oh, yeah. They're bilingual, trilingual. They know all. And uh, the, de- the man began to cough up and spit out. And I saw the demon, uh, the demonized man, get free. All of a sudden, the glaze went away from his eyes. It was like a metamorphosis from that old 80s show, Manimal. And he went back. I'm looking at a human now. And he's like, where am I at? The demon came out in Jesus' name. It was the most exciting and scary thing at the same time. Later on, the next day, the guy, he brought me a coffee. And he was so happy. He had a smile on his face. He was so thankful he'd been set free by Jesus. And I thought, this is the greatest, most exciting thing I've ever seen. Why aren't we Amen. seeing this in every church? People think church is boring. Kids aren't going anymore because they're bored. I'd be bored too in some of these churches. You won't be bored getting involved in deliverance. Look at all the kids playing World of Warcraft and all these video games. They need a job, That's as right. somebody said. Put them to work casting out demons. You probably saw in that Win Worley video an eight-year-old he was casting out Leviathan out of a grown man because <laughs> he had a thorny. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I said all that to say this. It, deliverance is exciting. If you want a job for the, working for the Lord Jesus Christ, he needs you and his end-time army. And this is exciting for people that are bound up tonight, tormented, harassed, driven, on psychotropic drugs, at the brink of suicide. That devil wants you to kill yourself and do the job that he was it to do for him. Don't kill yourself. Don't do it. I think it's a one-way ticket to hell myself. Don't do it. Yeah, I agree. Get free. You know, back to you. You've seen and I've seen when somebody goes from that devil, uh, that demons, the demons leave. You see relief. You see joy. You see happiness. You see them come back to where they're supposed to be, the the person they're supposed to be, and to see the joy, to see the unbelievable relief. I guess I, the best word you can say is relief from the bondage that they've been in, and see what the and you can say this is what it's all about. This is the this is the change that's coming off, and you understand a lot more of what the Bible actually means. to saying heal the sick and cast out devils. It is the it is the freedom of people. It, it, chains has been bounding our good, good Christian people for too long, and the spirit of hate, the spirit of anger, the spirit of division. We have so much division in the church today. The spirit of division needs to leave the church. 
Yes, sir. Absolutely it has, brother. There's a spirit of division. That's an evil spirit right there. That needs to be cast out. Uh, folks, I'm excited to be on today with Evangelist E.R. Hotard. I'm out of time for today. But, Brother E.R., I want to offer you an 8 p.m. Eastern. I want you to check your schedule. Monday through Thursday, you pick your date. I want you to come back and take the microphone and preach, and then I want you to join me on the Demon Hotline, and you and I take some calls and cast some demons out in Jesus' name. Would you be up for that? Yes, sir. Amen. I'm always up for it. We started deliverance back 13 years ago. But over the years, I haven't done that much deliverance because we've been doing back-to-back shows and didn't really make time for it. But God has put it on me again to go all in, go back to our roots. And we did our first demon hotline in a long time last Friday. So, um, folks, again, let me make that announcement. We're coming back 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, starting next week. But we will be on this Friday with the Demon Hotline. Brother E.R., uh, how can people contact you in your ministry? I have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page. It's E.R. Hotard Ministries on both YouTube and Facebook. Fantastic. Uh, do you have an email address also? Yes, erhotardministries at gmail.com. Okay. Would you close this out in prayer today? And I want to thank you for coming on today. I'm sorry about the mix-up on the time, but uh, I'm going to get you back on. You can count on that. Thank you, Brother Shannon. Lord, I ask you, Lord, uh, to reach it. all the everything that was spoken today. Let it reach out and touch someone, Lord. Lord, if it only touches one person and they realize, Lord, that they can be free, or even uh, the story, the reason I gave the story was in ministry because I've, I've ran it. There's hurdles in ministry as you're going along, and if it helps somebody and understand uh, more of their walk and where they need to be, Lord, I ask for you to, to touch each and every one that listens today, Lord. Also, just like I prayed earlier, Lord, bless this this uh, channel of and bless Brother Shannon, Lord, that many people will be delivered by listening to his program. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I, I say amen to that. My brother, I'm making a schedule up right now, so look at your calendar. Text me back uh, what dates you got. You pick them Monday through Thursday. Uh, if you can do an 8 p.m. Eastern, that would be a 7 p.m. your time, Central. Yes, sir. Or we could do a daytime. Uh, that would I'm, I'm on in the mornings too, 10 a.m. till uh, 1, but I think we get more callers in the evening. But uh, you let me know what you got available come on preach uh we'll do some mass deliverance and uh take some calls and cast some demons out in jesus name yes sir let's do it nothing like the sound of a demon coming out in jesus name to make my day amen amen <laughs> we love and appreciate you brother er god bless you god bless you brother thank you sir folks let's get brother john gogan on and i'm excited to make friends with brother er this is fantastic we're going to get him on demand the uh, demon hotline. Just wait to see. God's setting it up. Okay, here we go. Let me save Mixon Hart. Be right back. <laughs> 